On the 166th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we discuss the happenings of Week 3, get into a brief discussion about fondue, bring you the top games of Week 4, and as always, bring you our Boys of the Week. Let's start the show! Welcome to Fantasy Lens. And it is already a quarter of the way through the fantasy season, and New York football is dead. It, it was two of the most pitiful performances I have ever seen back-to-back from one city. Well, I was going to say, okay, city, because you said New York football. I was going to say the Bills no, are no, alive and well. Yeah, the state, they're, yeah, the they're, state they're of New York is still doing well. Uh, so, no. People of Buffalo know that when a southern southerners say New York, they, they know what we mean. And they, they just have to. They just have to be like, "Oh, what about Buffalo?" Like, all right, we get it. And they'll come back with they're the only team that actually plays in New York. So, you know, yeah, they have a point. Fair enough, Buffalo. <laughs> right, yeah, but the Dallas Cowboys don't play in Dallas. That is true. Like, how many of the teams actually play in the area that they that they say? Like half. I mean. Yeah, but how many teams play in a different state than they said? That's true. Different state. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I gotcha. I'm not too sure of any. So it's pr- Probably zero, yeah, besides the, the Jets and the Giants. So, anyway. Well, then they deserve it. Um, yeah. Just kidding. But, yeah, pretty terrible. Uh, rumors makes... that Adam Gase is going to be let go after Thursday night with a loss. Get him out uh, of here. Not you sure why that. we're waiting for a loss, just... Let him go regardless, right? They I was just... going to say, why, why the caveat of the loss? Because you know it's going to happen eventually. Can they just have yeah, one conference? Denver with their backup quarterback, yeah. is that really impressive enough of a win? Like, Apparently. Look, there needs to be one news conference where Quinn and Gase both get fired, right? Because both those coaches, I feel like, need to be fired. I don't know if yeah, you guys agree. and Gettleman. <laughs> and Gettleman. Gentlemen, he who has the worst record in football since he got here, even counting the 0-16 Browns. So, like, get him out of here, too. Wow, that's really bad. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's how bad everybody, Oof. you know, I, the Jets are definitely the worst team in football this year. Um, oh, just yeah. by watching them. But, like, don't just count the Giants, man. Like, I feel like they get no respect for having the worst record in football the last four they years. They get no respect for how bad they are. <laughs> yeah, people are always like, oh, it's the Giants, you know, great run organization. They're that, they have that Giants way about them, the New York football Giants. And it's like, they haven't, they've, they haven't won a playoff game since 2011. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's a decade now. Like, let's, let's stop. Don't talk, they, you can't talk about them like people talk about the Steelers. Like, there's, yeah. there's an organization that constantly, stays in it every year. I mean, like, they're always relevant. They're always making good moves. It's, when was the last time the Steelers had, like, a stretch where they were really bad? You know, like, it's been a, been a real long time. Giants are the Marlins of football. They are very good at winning championships, but nothing else. Like, they, when they strike it hot, they strike it really hot, and then you don't hear from them for a while. They lay bare. They, like, lay bare. Dormant. Play dormant. Yeah, they're they're just waiting and waiting for their championship opportunity, and then they get it, and then they suck for a while. And then they're gone. The, I feel like they're the exact same franchise as the Marlins. The yeah, 
I mean, the Jets haven't won a playoff game since like over a decade too. So that's like 21 years of combined non-playoff wins for two teams. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, no playoffs wins since MetLife became a stadium. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Only uh, one playoff appearance since yeah. MetLife, where the Giants got blown out by the Packers. Yeah, the, the Giants are like 12 and 40 since the boat picture. Uh, <laughs> the Jets and the Giants combined have less points than like more than half the league. Um, the Jets have less points for the season than the Packers have in any one game this entire season. It's like just. Here's a fair question the stats are that just we ridiculous. can bring back to fantasy. Is there one fantasy player you want on either of these teams? Just maybe Darius Layton? Is that the only right now ownable? I'm not talking about any of the Jets injury because, like, maybe Jamison Crowder or Bell. But like, next week's game is—is is there anybody but Darius Slayton you want on a fantasy team? But even Darius Slayton has been quiet the past two games. Yeah, but at least he gets the the targets. I don't even think I'm not even sure Evan Ingram is ownable right now, let alone startable. He looks like a really bad football player. He—he's constant. He drops almost everything that comes his way. I'd have to be pretty, you know, needy at wide receiver to even play a Slayton because just I'm just I don't know what the Giants' offense is doing. At I, least he has an opportunity, right? Yeah, I mean, he had a big game and then he's had targets, so he has a floor. I mean, he's gonna get his fifty yards at least. Um, but I just yeah, can't trust him. I think is droppable. It sucked. I mean, as someone who did draft him in one league, it sucks that you probably drafted him kind of high. But there's a lot of good tight ends, and now you're just you're kind of just going off a name instead of. Uh, I think you could easily you could easily move on from him. I'd rather have I'd rather roster a guy like Dalton Schultz or like yeah Mo Ali Cox like oh for sure I mean I'm come on say, obviously some guy yeah. that just like came out of nowhere that wasn't on anyone's list of anything for tight ends, and where Ingram was like like I mean us included was like all right this has got to be his breakout year this is you know he's going to be a top six tight end easy yeah i mean he has all the targets in the world what is that i don't know what that noise is what me i don't know definitely sounds like it might be from you john no you did that and all of a sudden it caused like a a crap storm of uh of weird noises i won't do that noise again man well it's still happening no it stopped now oh no it stopped that was weird. Right. You you like it's like you totally screwed up your the whole audio with that fake fart noise. <laughs> nice that, job, man. That was Keep really strange. Right. Out. I won't do that again. Let's right. cut that out and start. Uh, could easily just start with uh, yeah, Evan Ingram droppable. Uh, Chris Herndon didn't pan out. Both of these guys, you thought because they were kind of the few competent seeming and athletic seeming players on their respective teams could do something this year and it just hasn't worked out for either yeah i had ingram sixth so uh that's the no good but like you said there's so many good tight ends out there they're still even available on the on the waiver wire that i mean that you could just snatch up that are just at least getting targets and looks. I mean, look, even Jimmy Graham has multiple touchdowns now. Like, he's getting looks, and now he has a better quarterback throwing the ball. Um, yeah, even Olsen. 
like as like even like any of those guys um you could have over there's just yeah i I don't think you own a giant or jet right now unless it's slayton or uh you have crowder or bell on your bench um and are hoping they come back soon so all right let's get off new york football because it's so terrible or new jersey football new jersey football is terrible let's uh let's move on development this season is 2018 Alvin Kamara back I mean the true test is going to be when Michael Thomas comes back right is he still going to see the looks I mean he made that entire game like he made Drew Brees' stats look way better than they should have with that one one amazing run where he just made like seven Packers miss tackles and uh, it was it was ridiculous so I, I just think that he has, you know, he's healthy. You can see his balance is way better. Um, and if you and if you watched the game last night, you sh- you saw the, the the training techniques that he does to to keep that balance. So that's uh, like a that's a Sunday night slash Monday night favorite package to go to. What the Alvin Kamara just balancing yeah. on a ball? Hey, it looks it look that looks nuts. Um, that looks nuts, and he's so good. His so, skills back, right? I, I even if. Thomas comes back and gets 15 targets a game. Uh, Alvin Kamara is probably, in my opinion, in the NFL, the best uh, red red zone running back, which is crazy to say because there's guys that are so much bigger than him. That guy has a nose for the he. Whether it's stretching for it, for, like knowing exactly where to stretch out. Um, whether to just fall for like he no matter what he gets like popped and then always slinkies himself into the end zone I think he's the best red zone running back in the NFL right now now that he's healthy and uh, even with Thomas back is if you redraft and Kamara and Barkley are healthy I think you take him over Barkley and look I mean I honestly think Thomas being when he comes back will make Kamara better will make Kamara better because at this point, who are the, who are defenses focusing on? It should be Kamara, right? So now, when Thomas is back, they can't put that focus on him. They're going to have to now focus on the guy who caught 149 passes last year, and that should leave a little more space for Kamara to work with. And any more space is going to be amazing, based on what he has been able to do so far this season with uh, all the attention on him. So I think it's only going to help him. He may not see as many targets, but I think he's going to see a lot more room to run. After he catches the ball or gets a run, so I, uh, I think it's only gonna help. I don't know. I mean, they, Drew Brees loves us, loves the checkdown passes, as we all know now. He really doesn't have any arm strength left, and Michael Thomas is a golden checkdown receiver. So you're just right now, Kamara is just getting ten to fifteen of those a game, which is insane for a running back. So that I mean that I, it might hurt him a little bit, but you're going from right now where he's putting up 35 points a game to like a solid 25 point floor maybe which is again it's McCaffrey and him and then every other game Jones uh because Aaron we all know now I feel like what to expect out of Jones is every other game he's going to get something like 35 and the other game he'll get like 10 this is what yeah this is what exact same playbook from last year for Aaron Jones anyway I I just think Kamara is going to be ridiculous rest of the season as long as he stays healthy he looks like himself so yeah, yeah. caveat with any 
football player uh, is the is the injury. is that. But yeah, if you're redrafting, do you still you'd still take McCaffrey over him if they're everyone's healthy? If everyone's healthy, you you saw these first three games in like uh, in a crystal ball, but you didn't know what happened to any other games. You just saw Kamara's first three games, and you're redrafting now. Uh, I mean, yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, if you're if you're asking me, like, would I take like a guaranteed like forty, like thirty to forty points, like the first two weeks? Yeah, obviously, I think I take that. But I think it's with, tough to go away from Kamal, um, McCaffrey, though, as you're number saying, one. Yeah, with uh, Mike Smith also getting twenty points against a tough Chargers defense. M- Mike Davis. As, I mean, Mike Davis. Yeah. That's what I meant. Whatever. Uh, like you'd be like, oh well, McCaffrey would be able. Like, how much better would McCaffrey be in that situation if he was still still with us? <laughs> still with still us. With. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. Well, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Bye, McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still pick him, right, because he has the highest floor of any fantasy player, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, mm-hmm. just, you'll, you'll never have a game where he doesn't. Get run the rushes and the receiving. Like right now, Kamara is getting out uh, touched by Murray in the running game. So uh, I, there's a lower floor than McCaffrey, but I definitely pick him over Barkley if uh, we redrafted today yeah. and nobody was injured. And at this point, you're looking at it. You're like you really you're getting one in one a. I mean, it, it, you're sort of splitting hairs because you're going to get a ton of production out of these two two running backs, so it's just man, I just wish I didn't draft Barkley <laughs> in one league, because now that just sucks. Yeah. Anyway. Alright. Uh let's go on to a uh a non highly touted running back that's uh might be the MVP of a lot of leagues. James Robinson got thirty points this past week against Dolphins, has constantly got has gotten points every week. Looks like the the Jaguars offense, even when Minshew doesn't look good, he can still, I mean, he's great at the goal line. He's huge. So he just runs people over and he's great in the passing game too. There's a couple screens where he just kind of just powers through people. Very different style than Kamara, but yeah, no, it looks good. He's still effective. He looks powerful. He does look a bit shifty even. Um, Great check, great check down. Kind of like a faster Fournette. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be – you're just happy that you probably got a very solid running back too for the rest of the season. Like you're not questioning it anymore. Like last week you are like, all right, well, you know, maybe he's going to be a flex. We'll see. Now you're pretty comfortable running back too. I don't think their offense is good enough on a weekly basis mixed with their line to give Voltum in that running back one. But, you know, running back two off of waiver wires with the state of running backs – this year is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, and he's going to get every opportunity at the goal line. Like, there's no one, like, no one else is going to compete with that. So he's going to see, He, I mean, he's probably going to end up, you know, as long as, uh, I don't think anyone else is going to, there's no one coming back that's going to take his position. No, one, no one's going to take that spot from him. Um, so he could see, you know, a good 12, 13 touchdowns, which I think is crazy. But, I mean, I think it's absolutely doable for a guy who's going to get all those goal line carries. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the direct opposite of the uh, other team in that game where they just give Jordan – the Dolphins just give Jordan Howard every carry from the one-yard line instead of Miles Gaskin who got them there. Doesn't he have – he has like five rushing yards and like three touchdowns. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sh- <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It, yeah, it's frustrating. So. I mean, it's frustrating as, a, as if you drafted Jordan Howard um, because when you drafted him, you thought he was going to be the, the – you know – First and second down back, the early down back, and then we're gonna, you know, use Braid as the third down back. But then Gaskin comes in and just takes over the, the early downs, and Jordan only, Jordan Howard only come only comes in for the goal line. That's it. It's it's a it's a very strange, annoying situation for uh, for the Miami backfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's I, like uh, he's like a much much less. Uh, dangerous Legarrette Blunt right now, where Blunt had three of those opportunities every single game. Jordan Howard gets like one, so you might get a touchdown every game from Jordan Howard. Um, and if you don't, then you get no points. Where that like Blunt on the Patriots was like, you're definitely gonna get at least one touchdown every game. Yeah, and you might get two, but you're only gonna get tw- ten to twenty yards. <laughs> but you're probably gonna get two touchdowns every game, so you might as well start them. Yeah, and yeah, you can't on on a Dolphins offense. You can't trust it. You know, there's no way you could trust Jordan Howard week in and week out. You know, hoping for that goal line carry. So this is a a sad situation there um, for fantasy, at least. Uh, It's a wasteland. Um, Yep, your backfield is a wasteland. Yep, there's and that's the problem with running backs this year is there's so many wasteland backfields like. Atlanta's getting close, although Todd Gurley's still mustering a touchdown like every now and then and 50 yards. So he's still startable because he's getting his 50 yards and a touchdown. Thank he's God. not looking great. Thank God. Uh, Jets is a waste. Jets are a wasteland. Giants. Miami, I guess you could roster and start Gaskin, but you're really going to get six, seven points um, on the 20 to 20 yards. The Bills are kind of there. Singletary has looked good, but he just doesn't get – he's never going to get any touchdowns. So another like seventy eighty yard guy. There's just so many backfields that are even Arizona hasn't any looked running back. Like Arizona, like you have Drake, but like he's not getting you any points. Uh, Cincinnati, he just hasn't found the end zone. Mixon, Mixon can't do this. Same thing with Mixon, he can't find the end zone either. They're yeah, not, so. I mean, right now they're both looking bad, and they're both looking like bad first round picks. But at least they have um, the volume there, and Mixon doesn't. I mean, Mixon has Bernard, and Drake has Edmonds, but at least they're guys that are controlling the backfield, and you're just hoping it's three slow games. But there's a bunch of other backfields that there's just nobody to play. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at the at the, at the, the schedule. It's like there it's it, it's bad out there in running back land for some people. Like there is some real. Ooh, I mean. At least Adrian Peterson, if someone picked them up, him up, he's at least getting some yards. I mean, yeah, yeah, he might finish as a top twenty-five. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. which would be that would be insane. Him finishing as a top twenty-five, but it could definitely happen. And, I mean, you're probably even lucky to have a guy like Henderson right now. Like, there's you just have to feel good when you get someone who can get you twelve points a game as a running back. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, like even New England, like New England. Tony Michelle had a great game this week, but that's you know that's not gonna last. And, and Burkhead, Rex Burkhead had this 
ridiculous game with James White not playing again. So, but once James White comes back, Sonny Michelle returns to what Sonny Michelle is. It's going to be a, another. That's going to be the the you know who's getting the points in New England this week. You know, like that's that's another real like sort of wasteland on a, on a good team because you know it's going to be Cam Newton getting a lot of those goal line uh, carries like as he should. So it's just real, real weird out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of real weird, uh, let's go to the Falcons blowing another fifteen point fourth quarter lead only like the third time that's ever happened where a team's blown two 15 point leads in the fourth quarter in one season and they did it in back-to-back weeks and they did the weird feat of getting Mitch Trubisky benched but then blowing the lead to big dick Nick Foles who just came in and just started slinging it everywhere I want to touch on Jimmy Graham I want to apologize for uh the, the short yardage episode where I said Atlanta was money in the bank. Because they should have been money in the bank. They went 26-10. to 10, And then they friggin' allowed Nick Foles to run up and down the field like a crazy person. Not only did he throw, what was it, three touchdown passes to get him back in the game? He actually threw five touchdown passes. One that was dropped. They, they called back on the fourth down that, that should have been caught. And then the other one by Allen Robinson, which was at first called the touchdown, then reversed into an interception. So he technically sort of threw five touchdown passes versus that defense. Like, yeah, he went yeah, nuts he was, uh, doing anything he wanted. It was crazy. Like, I if I, I purposely picked Atlanta in that game, thinking Trubisky was going to be the quarterback at least throughout that game. I did not think he was going to get benched halfway through. But that is, is that that's one of the better fantasy defenses to go up against in a while. You're just loving when anybody on when you have people on your team that are going up against Atlanta. They're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Who's, <laughs> who's Atlanta playing this week? Oh, my God, Green Bay. Just, just Oh, yeah, Green Bay. Throw him in. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Christ. Might put up 80 so Aaron Jones is going to throw up 45. If Devontae Adams is back, he's going to have at least 12 catches. I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm glad I'm going up against a bunch of Green Bay guys this week in my in our league. Oh, my man. League. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be bad. And, and it's in Lambeau, so... It's going to be even worse for the Falcons. Like, they don't have their own little cozy little, you know, dome to play in. They're going to be in the, the chilly, chilly Wisconsin. I'm sure it'll probably be cold. It's Monday night. I was say, so like, wait. Chilly Wisconsin sounds like a nice chilly restaurant. I'd visit chilly Wisconsin. <laughs> um, just, it's just cheese. That's what Wisconsin chili is. Cheese it's curds. Cheese curds. Cheese. Mm. Cheese Perfect. Melted cheese on chili is amazing. Um, no, 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 the whole thing is just melted cheese. There's, there's nothing else. Oh, it's just uh, melted fondue, cheese. Yeah, like a fondue. But <laughs> just call it chili. Perfect. I was fondue is going to be due for a rebound eventually, right? It was big in the 70s. I feel like that, that cycle is going to be coming around soon. I mean, yeah, the only problem with fondue is it's like so expensive places for no reason. You know, I've, it's just cheese. It's just shredded cheese that they melt. I've always wanted to go to like, what is it, a melting pot? Is that the problem? I, no. I, I well, that's the thing is like I I've it it Just sounds like such a great idea, but I've been told by so many people never like it's like Ugh. so like I've never, never gone. gone. It's, it's a garbage establishment. So, um, but that's why I say because there's only one fondue establishment, and it's that. And I guess they figure because they don't have competition, they're just gonna jack up the prices. We went there and got the. It's like the three course thing where you just get fondue cheese, mm. and you get to like, cook some little cuts of meat yourself you do it all yourself you put the little cuts of meat in like the broiled 
bowl. Um, it's not like it's really good cut stuff. It's yeah. fine. Uh, and then you get the dessert. That's chocolate, uh, right? Chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So cheese. So you're just putting some things in cheese. You're putting some beef in. <laughs> some chocolate. Chicken in, drink, <laughs> like broth, and then you're putting some things in chocolate, like marshmallows and bananas and stuff. The bill. We got one drink each. The bill was around two fifty. Holy what? shit! For DNI, it was unbelievably expensive. I was shocked. I was like, "What the fuck is this racket? Like, what? this is insane." I'm not even eating like high class food. This is fondue. Do you even get? Do you get, to, do you get to, like pick what kind of cheese, or is it just like a standard like? Cheese? Yeah, you get to pick between cheeses and chocolates and stuff. Um, but it was so expensive. Maybe That's... it's maybe it's because we went for. Uh, Valentine's Day. That's still a, that's still bullshit though. Yeah, we had like a hundred fifty dollar gift card, and we're like, all right, well, free dinner for Valentine's Day. Literally, I know I'm still paying like seventy five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, I've had such fancy di- fancier dinners than that that were not as expensive as two hundred fifty. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you shouldn't. You, it, a bill shouldn't be over two hundred dollars. One drink each for two people at a chain restaurant. Jesus like that's kind of crazy. Christ. Yeah, that yeah, so just don't go. It's not worth it. All right, all right. We have to open up a fondue restaurant and just undercut the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's such, uh, like it's such like an easy, like an open market. And you call it got... you call it fondue is back, right, or something like that, or like or no. fun. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of real good pun opportunities, puns, right? Yeah. yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I mean, you can be. Uh, you could do some cheese puns, like cheese please, or like yeah. say cheese or something like that. Like, fun, do you love me? Yeah, <laughs> but that's too long. That's not catchy. Hmm. The, we could be the fun dudes. Oh, oh fun dudes. the fun dudes! <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> the fun dudes. Yeah, let's be the yeah the fun dudes. That's pretty good. All right. All right. If anyone actually knows of a good fondue place or like some sort of fondue, like just let us know. Like please, like I want I want to hear about it because I I would love to go to like a place that has legit. I've never done fondue like besides like maybe being like a, a wedding and like you know boop you dip the little, dip the little uh, strawberry in the chocolate whatever you're good. But I want like a real like fondue experience. I've never had it. and I would like to have one. So if anyone knows of a good place, just uh. Let us know. Let us know. Anthony, turn your phone on silent. I don't know who's going back and forth so much. Oh. Uh, he got, he got trades. Oh, uh, he got trade trades. All right, hold on. I'll put my phone on silent or do not disturb. It just happens, man. What am I going to tell you? All right, go. Move on. All right. Uh, all right, I don't know. That was pretty much my own week three. My big week three things. That was Drew it? Yeah. Towards ACL. Oh, and that was the other thing. Oh, yeah. That, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Um, that did yeah. suck. We had a couple boys out for the season. Him, I picked Pittman on the Colts. He's out for the season. I thought he was out for like half the season. He was getting sur- surgery, so I don't know. Who knows? Oh, man. I um, a ticker that said out for the season, and then I saw an article that said they're not sure yet. Um, how bad was Carson's injury? I didn't... Uh, right uh, he, he might play. He might could, play. Uh, yeah. I would assume they give him one week. Uh, especially since they're pretty, like, okay with Hyde. Then John Brown, was it, was he an ankle, John Brown? 
He was... Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I, I saw he had like zero at half, and I was like, uh, what's happening? Because the Bills he? had like 28 points, and he had nothing. Well, I mean, we and, can... Uh, hamstring for Deshaun Jackson, obviously. Well, that was going to happen. It was bound. Yeah, it was bound to happen to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a, there was a couple uh, interesting standouts. Uh, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know about standouts, but um, I mean DeAndre Hopkins continuing to get a thousand targets, just like yeah, he did when he was on the Texans. Um, Michael Gallup finally had the game I was hoping for him to have. Was um, one of the crazier catches off like eight guys. It was. Uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, hoping they keep that up. Um, trying to just going through my list over here. Oh, Justin Jefferson had the game I wanted him to have like two weeks ago, 175 yards and a touchdown, looking well, really they had, good. Like, some like bullshit other guy as a second receiver, and they're like, you know, Justin Jefferson's actually going to be pretty good, so let's swap it. I mean, finally getting some looks. Uh, Brandon Brandon Ayuk is back. Uh, for the 49ers, he might be a decent. Uh, yeah. There's so many injuries that when people start coming back, I don't know if. It, well, that's, like, that's if people start coming back. But as of right now, he's, Eric, he's a healthy body. It was, it, it was against the Giants. He's, a, he's still a healthy body on the 49ers. Um, okay. You know, because there's yeah, not there's and, not that many of them. An amazing offensive system. So, no matter who's out there, so the, um, they know how to they know how to work it on offense. So. Um, yeah, I like Ayuk as a as a flex play or just a guy to have on the bench for now. Um. Scotty Miller uh, getting the most targets in Tampa, which was really weird. Um, Justin Herbert seems to love Scott Keenan Allen. Uh, I say I was hurt as right? Uh, yeah, it's just it's not they, they, uh, things. I are, don't know how I feel about Scotty Miller. I mean, look, he's not going to be the the he's not going to be like you know we we joke because he's a small little we white know, guy and you, know, you want to call him Welker, like, you want to call him Edelman, but you know he's not bad. But I don't think he's going to be that guy. Like is he at like I mean, it's gonna be a flex player, like a consistent flex player, or is that just too much asking too much of him? Where he will just be like one one every other week. I don't think he's gonna be consistent flex player, but I mean, he's he's definitely getting more. I mean, besides at the goal line, but he's getting a lot of opportunities than Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. Like yeah, Evans is like a. I don't know what's going on right over there. Now he's a, he's, he's like a touchdown the, specialist. He's turning. He's the Jordan Howard of receivers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, he had a very good second game, Evans. So I guess he can't count him out. I just think the Patriots. I mean, Patriots. I think the Bucks are going to be like that, where it's, uh, you know, Tom Brady's not explosive enough to get it to all these explosive people. So you're just going to have to accept your 15 points for Godwin, 12 for Evans, it's, 8 or 9 for Scotty Miller, 8 gonna, or 9 for Fournette, 5 it, for... There's so many people <laughs> around that's not... 5 for Gronk. There's not enough... Like I don't know. It's uh, no, I don't think they right. put up 40 points in many, too many games. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very frustrating uh, t- uh, time to be a uh, owner of a Tampa Bay wide receiver. Um, I mean, you're happy if you're Mike Evans because you had 12 or, I guess, 14 points in PPR, which is ridiculous for two yards. Um, But, you know, that's how it goes. It's going to be very frustrating. Um, I will say, though, as we just mentioned before about the the, the Bears, um, this only helps Allen Robinson, as we can see. Um, So if you had Allen Robinson and you drafted him, you should be happy that now Foles is in after only two and a half games. So... And that's a big uptick for him. Even uh, 
Anthony Miller and even Jimmy Graham. So, you know, just just a big big boost for any of those uh, Chicago Bears players. And by the way, yeah, they, they, I think that was more Falcons than like Nick Foles. I don't I don't know, man. Much better. I don't know. I don't know. They are 3 and 0 the Bears. They, that's the that's the biggest bullshit. I know, I know, I know. But then look, 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 three and zero is three and zero, right? I mean, you only could beat you, uh, you only could beat the teams you play. So as of right I now, know. they beat and them all. It was all like weird games. Like the Giants took them down to the wire. The Trubisky brought them back. Crazy comeback against Troy. Crazy comeback against Atlanta. The one amazing thing about having Nick Foles in for your fantasy players is that Trubisky is like. He does more with his legs than his arm a lot. And he'll go, I mean, he'll have one out of every five games, he'll have three touchdowns. And in every other game, he'll have 150 yards. So, like, you're just getting a more solid stream of passing yards with Foles. Yeah. No, that's that, absolutely true. Absolutely. So, I, I think, again, like, I think it helps players like Allen Robinson and Miller and Graham. I mean, again, Robinson's the only one you really, really want to play each week, but it's, it's just an uptick. No, I just just think it is. Also, they are constantly throwing to Mark Andrews in this game and just missing by, like, fingertips every single time. He should have, like, 100 yards by now, and he's got one <laughs> catch. I keep watching it. It's just, like, grazing off his finger or somebody's just getting uh, their hand on it. But they're – anyway. I will tell you that's the one issue of, uh, of podcasting in the front room now, not doing it in the living room. Um that it, like I was because I can't watch the game on Monday when we're doing it, and I think Allison is watching the uh, the Great British Baking Championship or something like that. Uh, so GBPO, great yeah. game. <laughs> I mean, why of course you, it's going to be a great. Why don't you just stream it like a normal person? So I'm saying Great British Baking. I'm sure they're having a good game. Oh yeah, they're always having a jolly good time. I think they call, uh, think they call it a match over there. <laughs> a match, gotcha. Sorry. Uh, I got a question. Go on. Um, kind of similar to last week, except this is just one. Uh, we've seen some, (laughs) we've seen some pretty crazy QB to wide receiver connections the start of the year. Uh, I want you to rank the four I'm going to lay out. And then also I'll give you a fifth one and say, if you think for the rest of the year, this could bump one of these four out. So right now my top four connections. In football, my top four stacks, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Okay. Just edging out DK Metcalf. Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Before you go any further, uh, if anyone hears that in the background, that is my daughter just chatting about and jumping around. So if anyone hears that in the background. (laughs) Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And do you? And I guess you could maybe put Mahomes and Hill. How have we not um, put Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins? And Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry, I knew I was forgetting one. I was like, "There's somebody I'm forgetting." All right, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Where do we have these? Uh, these guys. Uh, I mean, this. I guess this, like the Mahomes Hill one, like we're kind of expect, like you expect that the the Murray Hopkins, like everyone's like, "Oh shit, that's gonna be awesome this year." Like Bill Bryan's a is an idiot. <laughs> the, the Wilson Lockett one, though, has... Like, they both get 30 points a game, it seems. It's crazy. Yeah, they're going nuts this year. I mean, DK... I mean, there's enough to go... That is one offense where there's enough to go around. Because 
DK's even putting up a lot of points, but Wilson and Lockett are just exploding so far. But for the rest of the year, if you had to pick one, um, one one of those stacks, or pick your top three. So we have six. Cut half of them out. I mean, the only reason we know I'm going to go Murray and Hopkins is one is just because of the thousands of targets that he's going to get, and at some point they're going to have they're going to have to turn into touchdowns. Like, so it's just it's. It's, it's, it's Watson and Hopkins all over again, but in a better run offense, you know, like with a better coach. So I think it's just going to be even better as, as the season goes on. So I really love that one. Um, I think Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley um, is just going to continue to get better as well as Ridley is just getting better um, yeah. every, every damn game that he plays. So uh, Ryan's probably the lowest quarterback in this stack yes, probably yes. i think ridley might be the highest receiver like i think he might be just inch ahead of hopkins they average themselves out being the lowest and the highest they get right there which is nice and nice um it's tough though with the other the <laughs> you like that uh the other one is um it's it's tough between uh rogers and adams or um what the hell is the other one I wanted to say? Um, Jesus Christ. Now I'm blanking. Probably should have written that. I think I leave out Mahomes Hill. Yes. Leave them out. And Josh Allen and Diggs. Not because of Josh Allen, but Diggs just doesn't have a high enough ceiling. And you put, I like Lockett and Wilson. Just because Wilson's Lockett out of his mind. Lockett and Wilson versus Rodgers Adams is the hard one. So I think I'm leaving out Rodgers Adams. If I have to pick three, I'm going Ryan Ridley, Russell and Lockett, and Hopkins mm. and Murray. Yeah. And Rodgers and Adams just And that's like like they're just like right there. It's it's so close. Um but Russell Wilson is I mean he's out of his fucking mind right now. It is absolutely it, it's nuts. He he's playing on a, he's playing on another level. Like if there's a level higher than the NFL, he's playing in that league cuz like that's how good what? he looks. Do we think though that the Falcons are going to like stay interested this entire year with like and Dan Quinn's gonna be able to like, like be able to keep them interested, or are they and they just are they just gonna taper off and be like, well, we just keep giving up these big leads, like we just didn't get demoralized. Like I'd rather have Wilson Lockett, Aaron uh, Rodgers, and Adams, and Murray and Hopkins. Like I know Matt Ryan really are going off right now, but and Julio has been kind of banged up and hasn't play, and didn't play last game. And look, they won't be look. You, they're, they, I mean, they played three games. They're zero and three, and the the Tampa Bay Bucks lead the division at two and one. But they haven't even played the Bucks yet. So technically, they're like one game out of first place, one and a half games out of first place. Because once they play the Bucks, if they beat them, then they have that tiebreaker. I mean, no one's running away with that division right now. So even at zero and three, they're not out of it. You know? The, yeah, and I think football players also. Uh, you don't really see too much where. Um, I think they care too much about their stats and how that affects future contracts to just like. That's fair. Push just out. Kinda, yeah. out. Yeah, they well, got they got to play for their contracts. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll see. I, that, it's a, it is a fair point that it's kind of on the most dem- demoralizing team because of what has happened so far. It, can't, it has to be very demoralizing. They should be three and zero. 
I mean, it's not yeah, going to get much better, like I said, at Green Bay this week on Monday night. Um, I mean, well, yeah, Green, Green Bay's uh, defense uh, isn't great either, but that offense, if Devontae Adams is back, is going to just roll through whatever is left of the uh, Falcons' defense. So Yeah, at least the Falcons will probably jump out to a huge lead in that game, so they won't be able to uh, blow a huge lead. They'll just be behind the entire game. <laughs> They'll be trying to play catch-up the entire time. Maybe they need to play from behind. Maybe they should just allow whatever team they're playing to score first. <laughs> I just, just try a different strategy. I just don't know how Quinn still has his job at this moment in time. He should have been fired last as year. soon as the clock hit zero last week. I mean, that is just... It was... Uh, I just couldn't... And you know what? And they had the ball driving to win the game. And then Matt Ryan does a friggin' interception. Like... Come on, man. You even had a chance to come back and win that game. You were driving. And you just gave it up. It was awful. Awful. Almost as, almost as bad as the Eagles um, <laughs> having a chance to win the game with a field goal and then getting penalized and getting pushed out of field goal range so they couldn't even kick a field goal or something like that. And they had to end up with a tie with the Bengals. Ridiculous. Do you, is there anything you hate more than the try to draw them off sides go for, and get the delay a game. Like, it pisses me off almost every time it happens. Because every time I'm thinking, like, oh, yes, they're going for it. This is great. Uh, I hate I hate when it happens. Even worse, I think, I don't know if the Eagles were trying to do that on the field goal or it was just mismanagement. It seemed like they might have been trying to do that on the field goal, trying to get them off sides to... Gain five yards, but I just hate what I hate it. I hate that as a strategy. Um, it works rarely. Sometimes with fan bases, it works because things are loud. But I, I mostly hate it not because of a strategy point, but just because I want to see more teams go for it. I just don't understand. I mean, it was a, it was going to be like a fifty-four yard attempt. You tell me, Jake Elliott can't hit a fifty-four yard field goal. Like, come on. Yeah. Didn't he hit a 60-yarder against the Giants? 62, yeah. I mean, you, you tell me he couldn't hit a 54-yard field goal. There wasn't, like, crazy wins and shit like that. Like, put the ball down. Go for the win. Don't go with this bullshit, like, crap. Just And then you, you ruin it, and then you have to punt it away, and now you're 0-2-1. The Lions did a very similar thing. I know they won, but they had a 57 or 58-yard field goal lined up with Matt Prater. The, the same Matt Prater who has the record for the longest field goal in NFL history at 74 yards. And it's indoors. And they do the delay game thing where they just try to draw him off sides. And it's like, just let him fucking kick it. The 58-yarder, he's hit it from 74. Get the three points. Stop being a little puss. 74? He hit it from 74 yards? <laughs> what I is the... I don't think it's that long. That would be fucking ridiculous. Um, but he, again, a very extremely accurate kicker well, 64, indoors. 64, sorry. 64 yards. I don't know why I kept saying 74. Yeah, 74 would be insane. Um, that would be something we would all remember. <laughs> 64. <laughs> yes, he has the record with 64 yards. That's, um, yeah, no, crazy accurate. And like you said, indoors. Like, no elements. Like, come on. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. All right. I mean, I'm 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 good discussing week three. Unless you guys have anything else, I'm gonna move on to week four or something. Whatever else we got going on. I'm fine. Yeah, let's go on. Uh, all right, week four games. Uh, we got the uh, Pats at Chiefs. I think it's just probably the game of the weekend, just because the Pats 
are just going to try and run the ball and snuff the Chiefs out. And two of the probably best three or four teams in in the AFC. Do we see Burkhead or uh, Sony Michelle having a repeat for performance just because they get like thirty carries? Because Bill Belichick's not going to allow the Chiefs to have the ball. I I don't see Michelle having the game he had last week. Um, I would say what he had a hundred and seventeen yards last week, and I think half of yeah. that was on one run. Um, other than that. It wasn't, you know, the bountiful, you know, it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't hitting six yards here, seven yards, you know, you know, it was one really long run and then back and forth. Uh, Burkhead, though, I could see, uh, he seems to leave, I, I know James White's been out the past two weeks, but I, I expect continued usage in the passing game for Burkhead uh, with, I, you know, it's a little different offense with Newton than it was with Brady, and I, I, I see that continuing to happen uh you know, and it's another way to sort of keep ball control without actually running the ball as those like short little screens and whatnot. Um, so I, I sort of like Burkhead as a flex player this week. Do we know if James White is going to be back? Uh, not sure yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a fluid situation with his family and everything that happened. So it's a it's a very sad, very sad uh, situation uh, right now for him so um yeah i mean what this game could go one or two ways it could either the i'm sure the patriots will try to play the ball control game but if they get out um early behind we could see a very similar game to how they played uh seattle which is what i'm hoping for more seeing as i have cam and (laughs) would like not to see a repeat of uh last week where the Patriots put up 31 points and Cam gets nothing for fantasy because it's just nothing but rushing. Oh, man. Oof. Chiefs putting on a clinic right now. Um, I, um, like it, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be the crazy high scoring game. I don't think, you know, right now as we're, as we're recording this, Chiefs have just put up 27 points on the Ravens. Um, and probably we'll get more before half. And it's it's crazy. So I don't think the the Chiefs are going to go and put up like 30, 40 points versus the Patriots. I think they're going to play more of a, like I said, ball control game. I think they're going to try and stay in it. Um, you know, Mahomes is still going to get his. I think it's going to be a tough tough game for Clyde Edwards. Um, obviously, you know, you guys still going to play him. You're not, not playing him. But I think this is going to be a good game for Cam Newton again. I think it's a bounce back for him. Um it, and not even he didn't even have a bad game. It's just it, exactly three rush when when you get he's used to getting those one yard rushes and they just uh, decide to give it to Burkhead this game. Yeah, I I, I think it'll I think like you said it's not it wasn't a bad game by all means, but it wasn't the the games you saw two games previous that you had from Newton. But I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle of that. I think yeah. he, he'll end up with like twenty twenty four points, which is that's fantastic. So. I like yeah, Newton. You, I like Newton this week for a bounce back. For sure, you you don't you're usually your team score. You have you're the quarterback of an offense that scores four touchdowns and over thirty points. You're expecting more than one of the touchdowns to be uh, quarterback generated. So that yeah, more, more of a fluky, I guess, more of a fluky mm-hmm. game for Newton. I still think he's uh, justified where we were ranking him last week, which is in the top seven or eight of. All these quarterbacks. Okay. Um, before we move on to our next game, I just, I have some bad news. 
uh, Fond Dudes is apparently a dinner theater in a, in the New York City already. Oh come on! Well, you never know with the pandemic. It's True, the, it's, te- uh... it's temporarily clo- temporarily closed. But well. uh, the uh, description on the website is: Fond Dudes is a sexy interactive dessert theater wherein dudes feed guests fondue. All right, we weren't going to go that route. I mean, we yeah, were just going to be dudes that sold fondue. I mean, <laughs> so I uh, say. So, we might get some uh, confused customers at first. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, is that the perfect food for for sexiness? Uh, extremely hot. Is that more of like a tantrum? Tantrum. T- 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 what's that word? Why can't I think of it? Tantrum. Not tantrum. Uh, Tantric? Tantrum. Yeah. Is it more of a that type thing? Like, are yeah, we? Is this a pleasure and pain type place yeah if, I mean, if like hot cheese and chocolate on people yeah that's a little weird i mean i don't i, I don't know how i feel about any of this i don't want to be uh yeah i don't want to be like drizzling hot cheese onto myself there. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of disappointed it's tempor- temporarily closed i, I want to take a peek inside see i would say i think it's a very close and personal type of restaurant so they probably uh yeah probably they probably couldn't do they probably couldn't socially distance dripping hot cheese onto someone yeah that's tough for their business model the pandemic has been very tough on their business model well if they ever if they ever end up have like closing for good we could uh we could try and steal that fondue's name and make it a little more family friendly i think uh sure yeah as long as you don't get you know you, you know there will be that one time though where somebody comes in and they're like I thought this was the sexy cheese hot cheese place. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it, it, was, it was it was big with bachelorette parties. So yeah, what? The of heck, course, guys? Wait, really? That was I mean, come on. What point of bachelorette parties are going that's to a place what, where they what, want? That's what the review said. Jesus I'm, Christ! I'd probably check it out. I mean, if I was a woman on a bachelor party, I don't well, know. I guys and hot cheese. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, again, like you said, it's a, it's a kind of weird thing to go and be like having someone just. Dr- I mean, first off, unless you're nude and you're think, because think, you're wearing. I think, I, I think it's more they're feeding you than they're dripping it on you. But. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you gotta be really careful with it. And you know, when you're going out to bachelorette parties, I'm sure they're wearing nice outfits, and you're gonna get you know, uh, yeah, you know, dripping cheddar and pepper jack cheese all over well, you, like the chocolate part of it. The chocolate is more standard, right? You hear yeah. that's more of like a cliche, like the lick the chocolate off type thing. Yeah, but, yeah, of course. But uh, it's just weird. Maybe not boiling chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> extremely hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, God. This is a. Uh, yeah, really... I want to check it out. Well, there's something for everybody in, in New York City. That That's always been the case. Well, if they ever, if they ever reopen, maybe we'll uh, maybe we could have a podcast episode there one day. We'll... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should ask. We should definitely ask. Uh, I'm sure they do special podcasts. Sponsored by Fun Dudes. Um, <laughs> I would also like definitely to, the same demographic. We could do that, and then we can hit up one of those eat in the pitch, eat in the pitch black restaurants because for some reason that's a thing. Like Wait, I what? don't understand why that's eating that's in another the thing complete darkness. You could eat in a pitch black restaurant. And you have to like feel out your food, and you're not like it's completely dark. Wait, wait, like you have to find your food? Like, they don't, like no, they serve it for oh, you. Okay, you, okay. you can't see anything. Do they serve it? In the... How do they serve it to you? Do they have they a light to serve it to you? 
or the, is it completely dark and they gotta find their way? Is it even like a, a maze for the, 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 the server? It's even hard for the servers. I don't know, maybe the servers have uh, night goggles. I'm not really sure, but I know they exist because, first of all, I've seen them, I saw them, on, I saw them on Practical Jokers. And second of all, I feel like I know somebody who's went to one. I just can't remember who. But uh, yeah, you just, it's just, it's like Mars 3000. It's just, these niche restaurants, man. You want to eat in the pitch black? There you go. I just like to go to a place where I order my food, the food comes out, and I enjoy it. And, and drip it on you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> drip, that, <laughs> drip that steak on me. Is it, is it too much to ask to go to a place with sexy guys and drip it on <laughs> Another drop by Andrews. Jesus Christ, this is crazy. I know it's the end of the half and it didn't mean anything, but it's simple 10 yard catch but damn i think he's got like three drops this game he's had a bunch of close calls that i've seen all right um all right so next game uh steelers at titans battle of the three and teams uh the the titans i feel like are very lucky to be three and oh they 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 somehow just like end up kicking a 60 yarder at the end of every game i mean look after the the very terrible start for Steven Gostkowski, he um he had done a complete one eighty and kicked, he he, uh, he did a Rob Baronis last game. He kicked the shit out of that uh, ball. My fa- all time favorite kicker, may Rob he, Baronis. May he rest in peace, by the way. What? We, yeah, yeah, we mentioned that like years ago uh, to you. I blocked oh, it out. Oh, we brought him Actually, died. I'm I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, he did actually die. Yeah. I blocked it out of my mind. Baron uh, Baron is, is close. No, Rob Baronis is by far my favorite kicker ever. I drafted him every year in fantasy. Just I just needed him. Rob Baronis. Yeah, I forgot. He, he passed away like three, four years ago or something like that. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to bring up old memories. <laughs> um, anyway, I think I think Brian uh, froze out for a hot second. So while he's frozen out, um, we will keep moving along. And yeah. Steelers at times. Steelers... Juju Smith, like, actual, like, redemption game or just, like, one-off because Deontay Johnson I was, was I was going to say Deontay Johnson did get injured. Um, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Juju Smith-Suster is going to get his. You know, you have Big Ben who could absolutely support two wide receivers on a team. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's done it before. Um, I just I just think when Deontay Johnson is there, I think Deontay Johnson is going to have the better games. So, I mean, it's going to be good for Juju, but I think... If Deontay can come back and play, you know, be healthy, I think Deontay Johnson is the receiver you want of the two. But Smith Schuster is going to have his, so I'm not too worried. And uh, Tennessee, I mean, their defense doesn't look that good. Um, they just got shredded by uh, the Dalvin Cook and then Justin Jefferson. So yeah. um, I as long as he stays healthy in this game, I love James Conner. I think James Conner is going to have a really nice game. Uh, and uh, I just lost my train of thought for a second. Oh, my. Something about James Conner doing something really good. And then, um, <laughs> no, and then I, I really I, I really like, uh, I really hope he could play. I, I would love Deontay Johnson against this defense. Um, yeah, Tennessee defense. What's is, he looking like? That's a Big good look, That's a good looking question. Uh, very good looking question. I don't know if you know Brian, but we did lose you. Um, I'm assuming you noticed that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had I switched to my 5G. I forgot to switch on it before I start. Uh, what's Deontay Johnson looking like? I'm going to check right now. Uh, Deontay Johnson updates. I would say probably too early in the week since we recorded on Monday this week. We do. We have to watch. We have to wait for Anthony to watch his uh, Saints get pummeled on Monday Night Football. Huh? Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. Some people say he's suffering. Oh, so it was a concussion. Um, so we, yeah, he said he's fine. He's just got to go through the protocols. If he can get through the protocols, he'll be all right for this week. And I really like him versus Tennessee's uh, defense. I mean, the, the Vikings look like trash up until this point. So, so Kirk Cousins actually threw a couple touchdowns against this defense. Uh, how good can they be? I mean, Justin Jefferson made that dude miss hard on that touchdown. So great pass, but Justin Jefferson really was the one who made that touchdown happen. Um, Where are you with Big Ben right now? Or is he back in your QB1 uh, heart? He's hovering is he, there. Is he something that you're someone you're starting? The problem is this: there's there's really a good top group of guys that sort of like. Yeah, keeping Ben like he, they, they're keeping him at bay. You know, like there's so many good guys that you can play right now. But yeah, he, he's but moved like up. A good eight, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's got to make it the top twelve. He's he's above. I mean, he's moved above Deshaun Watson at this point in the season. So, oh, I think. Well, I'll get to that next. But. All right, go for get to that next. I think he's probably well, a safer play weekly player than somebody like Tannehill too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not because he just doesn't go under twenty points. Because he gets over 300 yards every game. So you get nothing out of the legs like you do with the, the top-end quarterbacks. But uh, he gets over 300 yards every single game. And you're just hoping for more than one touchdown since they do like to run it. So he's got such a high floor. He does. And like I'd say I'm not I'm not afraid to play him. Uh, but there, like I said, there's just there are a big group of guys who are really good at this moment that are just, you know, we're not, but I, I don't know if we're used to that, you know, you used to have like the three or four, but now there's like six or seven guys that every week are just absolutely crushing it. So, I mean, I guess he is sort of borderline, you know, QB one. Actually, no, you know what? He is QB one. Fuck well, it. He's, he's, he's a lower QB one. He's not in the same tier as those other guys. Like those no. other guys, I would put like, he's in the next tier. Like he's just the solidly consistent. He'll get you 20, like, yeah, he's twenty points a game, and like he'll like he's not gonna be a league winner, but he'll be on a bunch of championship teams because he's steady as hell. He's, as long as he stays healthy, obviously. Yeah, he's definitely tier two, absolutely. But QB one, but tier two is is. I a, think is he's perfect. the the top of tier two, the top guy in tier two because you have uh, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Lamar Allen, Jackson, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers at this point. Aaron Rodgers. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Jack Prescott. Wow. Nine. Nine. Nine Yeah, see? That's crazy. Nine guys. Nine guys that are really, really solid. Right now. Um, And and then I put him 10th. Definitely. I definitely have him 10th. I have have him 10th by a good margin. But I have him. I think Dak is probably my nine. I have him beyond Dak by a good margin. So he's like a really good buffer from after Dak and then everybody else. I don't even know if Dak is that low. I mean, Dak almost threw for 500 yards last week or last That's week true. yesterday. What, I mean, then who's who's that low? Matt Ryan is the ninth maybe? I don't even know. I don't think you put Matt Ryan. Putting on the spot this week, I mean, putting on the spot like right now, like just to go through the list of nine guys, that's a that's a tough list to, to barrel through. Um, 
like in a in a short span to really that's make. really tough. I mean, you could I guess recency bias, you could put Cam Newton maybe at ninth, but I I don't know. I think just seeing the offense still being good and again game script was weird. So I don't even know. It it would be really hard to rank those. All I know is Russell Wilson is one. Russell Wilson is one right now. Absolutely. Um, and Josh Mahomes Allen. Josh Allen. Probably. I would think Josh uh, Allen yeah, number two. Josh Allen too. So. Mahomes, Wilson, Allen, top three. Uh, that and then it's it gets really difficult after that. But those nine quarterbacks are all killing it. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So that's three fourths of all fantasy teams in the twelve team league. So sorry for the other. One fourth of you. Don't have those guys. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you got Ben. Uh, I guess you, I guess Matthew Stafford is still doing things. Um, you could throw Fitz out every now and then. I mean, look, they're a player. Look, I mean, like Tannehill threw for three hundred twenty-one yards last week. Jared Goff oh, yeah, even threw for three twenty. Jared Goff Burrow, even threw for over three hundred. Um, Watson's gonna get back on track. Um, well, I mean, you didn't have a terrible game, um, but you know, it's it. The, I, I guess like the whole point of this whole story was just is Big Ben a QB one? Yes. Is he top? Is he is he in the second tier? Yes. But he's a first. He's a first quarterback in the second tier. That's pretty much it, right? That's fair. I don't, and I think he wasn't even being drafted in most leagues. So yeah, that's a pretty good it's spot free. to be in yeah. right now. Free guy. Yeah. So. Just about that. Um, and by the way, uh, Derrick Henry um, was looking like he might not score a touchdown and then scored two touchdowns within two minutes of each other. So if you were worried about Derrick Henry, just don't worry about him. He's all right. He'll be okay. And, yeah, I mean, uh, he's averaging over 100 yards a game. You don't, you're not seeing that much rush, rushing yards. Um, you see the all-purpose backs getting over 100 yards, but you really don't see that running back that does the oh, over 100 yards every game. He's definitely... Probably the biggest throwback running back in the NFL right now. Oh yeah, he's, for sure. He's he's fun to watch. But, hard hard nosed runner. But our little like, you, you were pretty confident he was going to start getting more looks in the passing game, and that just hasn't <clears throat> happened hasn't, at hasn't all. Happened. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? What are so, you going to do? Still has a ceiling, but pretty. It's pretty high though. It's pretty high yeah. ceiling. It's not like it's not. Eh. I wouldn't say it's vaulted, but it, it's pretty high. It's like an eight foot ceiling, nine foot ceiling. Well, there you go. He's the fir- he's the fir- first running back of the second tier. <laughs> After uh, uh, we're gonna wait, we're, Kamara oh, Elliott. I was gonna say we're gonna go through the list. Of, <laughs> let's not go through all these lists right now. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's get another game. All right. All right. Um, from the battle of three and O teams to the battle of O with three teams, Vikings at Texans. I just want to pick this game mainly because I just want to talk about Deshaun Watson and how he's still he's had probably the three toughest games that you could have like that any court that any quarterback in the league has had this year and their their schedule opens up beautifully the next like seven to eight weeks so if you're thinking of selling Deshaun Watson that's dumb don't do it and B if you're thinking of buying him definitely definitely look to trade for him. Mm, very nice. Does that count for a guy like Fuller too, or John or Johnson? Like even their skill players. David Johnson, I reluctantly flexed him in one league, and he did pretty solid. Like he's, he got like fourteen points or whatever in PPR. 
which was a lot better than I was expecting versus Steelers. Hey, and versus Minnesota, who just allowed um, Derrick Henry to uh, to run all over him. So, yeah, not a bad so, play this week. Definitely for their skill players, also because better that Watson does, they'll definitely benefit. Just uh, Will Fuller, I'm always just I've been burned by him too many times. So for some reason, I keep picking him. So I'm just I just always worried about playing him because I feel like. He, no matter what, I'll always get the the zero catch. Zero you, get, you get the him. you get the wrong week. So we'll, we'll and then like the, the one we got bench him, he'll get forty five points. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good. I mean, you know, if we're talking that. I mean, Deshaun Watson's a good buy low candidate. So if someone's a little uh, nervous on Deshaun Watson, maybe uh, you can find a way to, you know, trade for him. I'm sure if someone spent a pretty high pick on you know, like fifth or sixth round, maybe on him. But uh, you know, maybe you could finagle a way to get him. Get him away from that that uh that owner. Maybe you have Big Ben, you know. Maybe and you want to, you know, someone wants Big Ben, and you think that Watson may have a good rest of the season based on the fact that you said it. It's a it's a softer schedule. They went through three extremely tough games. So, um, and you know, we know you know that Sean Watson is not gonna he's not gonna lie down. He's 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 such a damn good quarterback. So, um, maybe it's worth trying to grab him, and uh, maybe even David Johnson. So. I like trading for Deshaun Watson right now. I think that's a good move. And, John, I say start Fuller if you got him. I mean, again, a very this tough week, yes. matchup. That and a bunch of we. I, li- I like him to go on a little mini run here, If obviously, with always the caveat with Fuller if he stays healthy. I like him mm. to assert himself as a wide receiver, too, in the next few weeks. Mm. Um, like yeah, yeah. I mean, he had Baltimore and Pittsburgh, which is two of the harder – uh, games you could have for a wide receiver one mm-hmm. and then the chiefs are no slouches either in the secondary so three really hard match two exceptionally hard matchups and then one uh below average but like above average hard matchup so you know you get get him some some games where deshaun Watson could air it out because i feel like he's just had no time to do that deep connection with fuller and that's what they're missing. So he, Fuller's doing his five catches for 60 yards, which is something you like to see because he's not even getting the deep balls that he always gets. Yeah. Maybe that's a good stack this week in Daily Fantasy. Do I hold the Sean Watson Will Fuller stack? Might be a little cheaper than, uh, uh, yeah. a little cheaper than like maybe it would have been week one, week two, uh, since, you know, a lot of them were riding high. So, Young Hook, who got hurt? Why is he doubtful? Uh oh. I don't know. Doubtful just because I don't want to play that shit team anymore. Yeah. Fucking terrible. <laughs> but, uh, and for Vikings, are we, I mean, we already talked about Justin Jefferson, how he finally got switched and how all the targets, like he got, all of a sudden he got all this target share and he just went nuts with it. Like, it, he went from having, like, one or two targets a game to having, he got... He had seven uh, catches, I know that. Yeah, it was like, I think it was maybe double-digit targets and... Uh, what was it BB or whatever? The other guy that was the second receiver had one, and then the fourth receiver had one. So it's all Thielen and Jefferson now. That's good. Can Kirk, I mean, is, are we are we trusting Kirk Cousins to have two receivers again this year? Because he just seems to he had that one great year, and then ever since Minnesota was like, you know, what? we trust you. You don't have to play on a one year contract anymore. He's just kind of gotten that hell. I mean. If they allow him to air it out, I mean, I feel like he can, you know, 
do it. The problem is it is more of a run first offense, so he doesn't have many opportunities. He wasn't having many opportunities. Um, and I, I feel like they're still going to get Dalvin Cook the ball a lot, but you know, mm-hmm. Houston's defense can be beat. Uh, I would I would definitely, obviously you're playing Thielen, you're not not playing Thielen. The guy finds the end zone, he's good. He didn't get a lot of yards last week, but uh, still got to play him. And, but Justin Jefferson is a flex player? The kid has skill. Um, uh, that's a very high ceiling. I like that flex player. So I really like Justin Jefferson. I mean, he looked really good last week, so... Seven catches. Um, I could definitely see him repeating this, the seven catches. Maybe not the 175, whatever yards he had, but I could see seven catches again if he's going to get a nice dose of targets. And again, Minnesota's a team I think that's going to constantly be playing. I don't know if it's like shootouts, but they're going to be playing catch up because that defense hasn't looked good this year. So they're going to have yeah. to they're going to have to throw the ball more so than I think they did last year when they their defense was a bit better and they were able to control the ball more and. Uh, make teams, you know, fight fight for points. So th- at this at this point, they're not making teams fight for points. Teams are just scoring at will. So they're gonna have to throw. I uh, I'm not jumping on the Jefferson train just yet. Not because I don't think he's good, but I just think it, this is exactly what the Diggs experience in Minnesota was about. It was like a blow up game, and then the targets just weren't there the next game, and so and stuff like that. So it's just gonna be tough picking. And choosing the weeks to play Jefferson. I don't, the only reason why I think it's different is because their defense isn't there anymore. They're going to be in more games where they're going to have to throw. That's the only reason why I see it uh, changing this year than maybe opposed to last year, where they were able to keep teams from scoring, so they were able to run the ball a lot more. Uh, but I th- I, that's that's the only reason why I think it's going to change. Okay. okay. Also, uh, Earl Thomas is working out with the Texans, and they're expected to sign him. So a little bit of help, but not this week. So don't have to worry about that for the Vikings. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next game: Colts at Bears. Bears, the most jabroni three-no team I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Uh, like they're they're a classic nine and seventeen. I. I, I'm pretty sure we've seen more jabroni 3-0 teams, um, but I do like the, the use of the word. Um, oh, it's a cool word. They they absolutely should be 1-2 right now, but again, they're 3-0, so good for them. They, they they found ways to win, or other teams found ways to lose. I don't know, yeah. whichever way you want to look at it. Um, well, they face an actual defense in the Colts this week, and the Colts defense, obviously, they destroyed the Jets, two pick sixes, a safety, bunch of sacks and hits on Sam, my sweet boy. It's a, it's a uh, little different when you're playing the Jets than playing the Bears. The Bears, even, yeah. <laughs> um, do we... Where, where are you guys at with T.Y. Hill? Because I have them all on my teams. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm at my breaking point with T.Y. His grandma yelled at him. He still didn't get double-digit points in PPR. I'm not selling on him just yet. Um, well, you can't sell him because no one who, who's going to want him. No one's going to want him. I mean, I'm not like all right, I'm not giving up on him just yet. I'm, I, okay. I I know I was really hoping for the breakout versus the Jets. Um, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, but I just I at some point him and Rivers are going to get in sync and they're gonna they're uh you know it's 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 going to happen. They they're gonna they they're gonna they're gonna connect and I just he's too good of a receiver. For it not to, ha- you know what I'm saying? Like, does River have Rivers have the arm for him anymore? Yeah, Rivers can throw a ball. He's fine. 
I'm not I mean, worried. I know I'm he's, not not, more... he's no Drew Brees. But yeah, he's got, like... he definitely has a better. He has the power of the bolo tie still working mm. with him. Um, I, 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 I just can't. I can't give up on him just yet. If, if anything, I may look to find people who have T.Y. Hilton. Now, obviously, not you, John, in our league because we're talking about it. Um, but other leagues that I'm in, find T.Y. Hilton and buy extremely low on him. Why not? Because people, people are going to be selling hard because of what he has, like 20 points in three games, maybe 25 points in three games. I would absolutely buy low because you can get him free. You want to give up Robbie Anderson? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Um there's nowhere to go but up for T.Y. Hilton, I guess. I mean, he's looked bad, though, as a receiver. That's the only problem is he has looked bad, and it hasn't been about game script or uh, targets or anything like that. He's just been dropping balls and uh, looking like a bad wide receiver. But, I mean, now Pittman's out. Like you said, where are they going to go? They're just going to keep throwing it to Mo Cox. Hell yeah. I mean, the dude's big I mean, enough. He could probably just have three guys draped on him and still catch the fucking ball. So... I mean, maybe also, maybe it'll just be him. I just learned this fact about Mo Cox today. Apparently, he played basketball in college. So Philip Rivers is obviously. Wait a minute! You him. just found this out. Yes. Weren't you watching the Jets game? They must have said it like seven fucking times. Uh, well, I was at a friend's house and we had Red Zone on the volume, and the Jets game just on the on the smaller TV because it was the Jets. It's like we're not gonna put that on the big TV. Yeah, he's he's his new Antonio Gates. Right, so I mean, we were also like you know having pizza, some brews, the fondues were around, so we weren't really paying that close. Uh, the yeah. fondues, you had you had guys feeding you pizza. Just... Oh yeah, <laughs> dipping it in ranch, just dipping it in their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, now I want a shirt that says fondues on it. Yeah, just like a bunch of like, just like three best friends just hanging hanging out with cheese, um, or. Uh, I mean, besides the, the goals, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, another nice game. Uh, is Rivers like a playable every week, or are you still, are you still below that? Um, I'm just, I, I would love to know what the weather is going to be like on Sunday in Chicago. I mean, you never know. could be cold. I don't know what, uh, what, these, do well what these weather patterns work like. Um, it could be a, some, like, effect, yeah. It could be a little interesting if the weather is bad or just really cold in Chicago or windy or um, anything to that nature. But, uh, of course, you're still playing uh, the heartthrob Jonathan Taylor. Um, uh, Rivers, though, like you said, I, I still – he's not in every week – quarterback trusting yet um uh, of course not. yeah i would uh i there's definitely other quarterbacks i'd rather play than him um this week like i'd rather play jared goff versus the giants 100 percent over philip rivers um you know like that's that's an easy easy call just looking at other teams that maybe i'd have a a thought about playing um maybe even actually, I, mean, I, I was even thinking ryan fitzpatrick versus seattle like I don't know why. I just think he's gonna throw the ball like a thousand times. At I, think, some point. I think we saw the it probably the, will. He's gonna throw I the mean, ball yeah, a thousand times. We saw like the the huge fist magic game. Now we gotta get the crash. Uh, what about uh? I mean, maybe even Burrow versus Jacksonville. Oh, definitely. Right, like Rivers. that. That would be over Rivers at, at this point. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think we really need to talk about playing Rivers. I don't know why. What like world? Unless you're in a two QB league. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. John, why'd you bring that up? I don't um, know. I was just asking questions. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my final 
game for the, the games that I pick is the Bills at the Raiders. Bills, what? No, I'm just saying the Raiders. Oh, you didn't say anything. Um, all right, so Bills blew a giant lead, got the uh, the benefit of a questionable call. That's not question. It wasn't questionable. That was that was an awful call. It's an so awful call. It is questionable. No, there was no question about it. It was awful. Uh, oh, okay. But when you say it's not questionable, it makes it seem like it was the correct call. I apologize. There was no okay. question about it. It was an awful call. And I, 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 I love seeing the Rams lose, by the way. And I still was annoyed by that call. But yeah, so, uh, I mean, no John Brown for the for the Bills. But he, he hasn't really been a huge fantasy factor this year with Diggs just taking over everything. Yeah, he's been so, all right. First two games. He was all right. He, hasn't, like, games. he, like, he hasn't been as big, obviously. Uh, for the Raiders, are we... What about the receivers? Because I feel like the receivers are just kind of forgotten in this offense, and it's mostly just Jacobs and Waller, and then then Derek Carr. I mean, fuck too bad. Renfro, 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 whatever. How you? Yeah, Renfro. He had two touchdowns this past week, right? Pretty sure he had two touchdowns. Um, uh, again, though, I, I that's definitely not sustainable. Uh, Derek Carr is not a obviously a top-tier quarterback, so I don't think that's going to continue. Um, nor would I trust Renfro as more than, like, a lower flex player. I mean, I'd, like, I'd have him... I'd have, oh, yeah, him, yeah. I'd, I'd have him higher than, like, a Scotty Miller. Like, you know, like, I'd have him higher than that. I'd have him higher than... Uh, trying to look at another wide receiver, just, like, maybe... Um, I mean, he had, more, he had more catches this past week than he had the previous two games, so I think it was just kind of a, you know, a game script thing. Like, the, where the pass were like, all right, you can just feed him, just don't give it to Waller. Don't give it to Waller. And, like, that was one of the things I mentioned last week, is that the, the Patriots were going to game plan for Waller 100% after, he, after they saw what he did to New Orleans. Um, Jacobs was hobbled yeah, a bit, Waller too. Yeah, Waller and Jacobs, they kind of, Yeah, he was a little injured, but they kind of did what they do. Two good players on other teams. So yeah, so Renfro, I don't, I'm not trusting Rugs, not trusting you know, any of those. Even I, Brian Edwards actually looks pretty good um, as a rookie. Um, is he a rookie or yeah? Um, I, 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 I like. I mean, you can't trust any of them. The only the only players I'm trusting on Las Vegas right now versus the Bills would be um, would be Waller and and Jacobs. Not even not even Carr. I mean, look. Buffalo, I don't know what Buff, Buffalo's defense is pretty good. I don't know what they were doing to allow the Rams just run all over them uh, after they were up twenty eight to three, right? Twenty eight to something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Buffalo Bills will come back and have a better game versus Las Vegas this week. So, but still playing Waller and Jacobs on the Buffalo side, though. I don't know what, what's up with Zach Moss. How do we know how long is he out for? No, but I mean, if it. Even if, I mean, if Zach Moss is out, single players, I would say, is definitely low RB2, definite flex, well, flex play. Well, that's what I was saying. If Zach Moss is out, that Devin Singletary moves up a, a good amount. Um, if Zach Moss is back, I sort of worry that he's obviously going to take carries away regularly, and then also he'll lose anything anything near the goal line. I mean, not like he gets much of the goal line anyway, because that's just Josh Allen's uh, territory. territory, but... Um, yeah, that's all Josh Allen's territory. It, it's definitely... Um, I'm not really liking the way Zach Moss is looking either. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's getting enough work to, to honestly uh, make a good, like, you know... Even in his work, though, I'm not liking... 
what he's put down when he gets on the field. So, well, the main thing about Zach Moss playing or not is how it hurts Singletary, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the one player I do like, which I liked last week as one of my boys, came through in a big way, was Cole Beasley, six catches for 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I know John Brown not, you know, hurt, um, but I, I think Josh Allen's liking Cole, and uh, they have a little bit of a connection there, so... I think he's not a bad, yeah, I mean, not a bad flex spot. Yeah, I mean, play, it's a good, another good spot start. So, I mean, I honestly think he might even be a good flex play regardless. Um, I think the volume's going to be there for uh, for Cole. I think he's going to see five to six catches just about every week. So, and if you could turn that into a big play or a touchdown, you know, you hit gold on a, on a flex player. He, he's certainly one of those names that uh, no one's really going to be playing too often, and you're going to look at the the end of the year and he's going to be in some ranking that you didn't think he would be just because of his uh, steady capability of getting five catches for 55 yards every single game. But he doesn't really have a, any ceiling, but you know. Yeah, if you're just looking for a, sol- a flex that's going to give you in the 8 to 12 point range can't really go too wrong with Cole. Yeah, I mean, he sat on my bench and got a bunch of points, so I was a little disappointed. Um also, Mark Andrews with another just pass off his fingertips. That, that should have been for a touchdown. That's terrible. It's, get, it's getting ridiculous this game. <laughs> so I think seven, seven or eight off his fingertips, yeah. and some of them are dropped. Some of them are overthrows by Lamar. But they have just missed for He would have 120 yards in a touchdown right now. <laughs> if, if like not, this like, is really a game of inches, yeah. Not even joking, like at least that. Definitely not happening. As a Mark Andrews fantasy owner, this is a maddening game to watch. I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't have him in any league because he was always drafted a bit too high. Uh, and I'm not watching the game. But, uh, yeah, that would be very frustrating to watch. I would probably be losing my mind right now. Especially on a Monday night when you know you probably need these points, you know, to squeak out a win or whatnot. It's just miss after miss. It hurts. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of the games that we will review for the upcoming week. So that means it is time for our favorite and most transparently about to happen segment of the week. It's the boys of the week. I heard you. I heard you. I I was all ready for it once you started talking. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I grabbed my phone. I I just scared the shit out of Allison, too, who's sitting in a, in a spot you guys can't see. Um, cause yeah, she, well, she, she should know that. She should know the boys are coming. She, yeah, uh, she should know the boys are coming. And they're coming with uh, drippy fondue all over. Uh, <laughs> all over. Uh, <laughs> all right, so for this week's... Uh, the only fondue. way they can come. <laughs> <laughs> the, fondues of, the fondues of the week. Um, I think Brian won last week because he had Kaziki and Pittman. We did something before he got hurt. Uh, I think you're, you're the boys, David Moore and Mike Thomas, they didn't really do anything. Wait, Mike Thomas this week? I, th- I thought I had someone else besides I think Mike Thomas was last week. No, no, no. You you picked Mike Thomas and you're like, oh, when I do that, I should have picked someone. Like, I should have picked this other guy because I was talking about him the entire I think you wanted to pick Justin Jefferson. And you're like, Who's I should have picked Justin. Because Pittman only got three for 26. Uh, uh, Dalton Schultz? I mean, he got Skull, had 100 yards and six catches. 
Yeah, Kaziki Suratasha, I think he did pretty good that too. I'm just gonna give this to him. Four for forty-eight for Schultz. Who'd you have, John? Uh, uh, James White, who didn't play. Terry Cohen, who tore his ACL in that Hain Pines, who didn't play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Well, that couldn't be much John. worse, John. That couldn't be much worse. <laughs> yeah, I put myself in the last place. I put Brian first place. All right, that works. Oh, that was bad. Okay. That's real bad. They're fourth right. place for you? I'll take it. <laughs> he put himself in fourth. Um, well... I like going first. I'm going to, well, between two guys, I feel like if I don't pick one, they're going to get taken before he comes back. But I I always like starting with the guy I like the most, so I don't care. Whatever. If one of you takes him, you take him. I'm going to go, I'm going to start with T. Higgins against Jacksonville. Looked good. good. Two touchdowns. um, Officially replaced John Brown. I mean, not John Brown, John Ross. In three wide receiver sets, uh, looks much more explosive than AJ Green. So we might be seeing him as the second receiver option soon, next to jump, uh, next to uh, Tyler Boyd. So I mean, I tried to grab him in one league. Somebody he was taken right before. I was kind of laboring, thinking about who I should drop. Uh, but I like his prospects for the rest of the season. Seeing how much Joe Bur- Joe Burrow is throwing the ball. And how bad that defense is. So T Higgins here. I like to pick. I like definitely like to pick. Um, uh, my first one is going to be TJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah, I think this you know second year tight end might be uh, you know coming into his own a bit. And the Saints in three games have not been able to stop the tight end. I mean, Waller ran uh, you know just did whatever he wanted to. Um, what OJ Howard had a decent game versus the Saints uh, in Tampa, and then Rodgers, who historically does not throw to tight ends, was throwing the tight ends all over the field, including Mercedes Lewis, I believe, with a touchdown yesterday. He's yeah. Um, so I, I could just see TJ Hawkinson having a nice day as long as Matt Patricia, we know he's not a good coach. Um, watches the game film and notices that the Saints cannot really cover the tight end, especially if you do a, a, a fake to the running back one way and have the tight end go out the other way. Saints get fooled by it every fucking time. So with that, I think uh, Hawkinson's going to find uh, a lot of room. I think he's going to catch six, six balls for about 62 yards, and he'll find the touchdown near the goal line. Okay. My first boy is a little bit of a big name boy, uh, but he hasn't produced at all this year. I'm going Jarvis Landry against the Cowboys. This is the week against a shitty defense that he's going to finally get more than four catches in this game. He's going to get like eight catches for like 88 yards and a touchdown. I'll definitely allow it because he has not put up anything to start the season. So... He definitely fell into the, the boy realm. I was gonna say, he's, yeah, Matt. Like he's fifty one hundred on DraftKings, so like even like the gambling sites are like thinking like, all right, you can have this guy for pretty cheap, and they 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 usually price names higher. Just because you become a man doesn't mean you can't drop back down to boy status. So, oh yeah. So yeah, absolutely agree with the the Jarvis Landry uh, uh, being a boy at this point. But yeah, against the Cowboys, he's gonna become a cow man. <laughs> I'd like to see that. That's pretty freaky. Um, I'm gonna go with. I I have a feeling he's on someone's list over here. 
unless unless you're thinking MVS, but even if uh, yeah, definitely on someone's list. Even with Devontae <laughs> Adams maybe probably coming back, I mean they're going against Atlanta. Throw Adam Lazard out there. He's getting a touch. He's getting a long touchdown. He's just, it's just this is just ripe for a sixty-five yard touchdown in this game. I mean, no. Yeah, anytime you want to play against the Falcons defense, you got to do it. Yeah, and he just—I mean—he got open way too many times downfield versus New Orleans, and their corners are definitely better than what Falcons have. So yeah, it's 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 going to happen most likely. And I mean, it's going to happen to someone. So you just you better hope it's Lazard, you know. Um, it, it, yeah, Falcons defense going to be really bad this week, uh, as they are every week. Um. All right, um, my second boy, I'm going to go with a guy who is the recipient of passes from the quarterback I like the most this, this year, and I'm going to go with Andy Isabella. Um, had two touchdowns this previous week, and not that many targets. You know, he's seen about four or five a game. Not that many, but he's, you know, he's, he's making the most of his chances while Christian Kirk is out. And I think it's going to continue. And the more that he, you know, gains some trust with Murray, he's going to get more targets, going to get more catches. And I could see him getting, you know, upping his game from last week and getting about 80 to 90 yards uh, versus the Panthers, who uh, defense, not so great. So I like Andy Isabella going forward this year, just the way uh, Brian was talking about T. Higgins. I think there's too many, too many guys, too many dudes around him. But maybe this week. Can get I don't know. I don't think there's that many dudes. All right. Uh, <laughs> continuing my theme of uh, formerly big-name wide receivers that maybe have fallen a little bit of tough times, I'm going to Brandon Cooks versus Minnesota. I want to exploit that matchup and the uh, Deshaun Watson just being like remind game reminder game that's going to say, like, hey, I'm still really good. I'm still here. You can still group me in with that top-tier quarterbacks. Uh, so Brandon Cooks versus Minnesota, he's only 4,500 on DraftKings. So I'm thinking he's another man that's been, turned into a boy that's going to turn into a man this week. I like this redemption boy man. <laughs> redemption right boy man. Well, now uh, I don't know what the name is. I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely uh, comfortable with that phrasing, but yes. I like it. I like what you're doing. I like what you're laying down. I appreciate the um, redemption arc that you're doing. You know, I, I had I had a pure name for the episode, but I really do like the name Redemption Boy Man. I don't know, but I'm gonna have to. I mean, no, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's gotta go. It's gotta be fun, dudes. Redemption yeah. Boy Man is a fun dude place. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I like Redemption Boy Man as the name of the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough that there's two very good names just at your fingertips right now. <sighs> all right, we know. All right, all right. Go ahead, Brian. No. Uh, I don't have a redemption boy, man. I just have a very obscure boy. Not too obscure. I'm going, uh, you're the tight end, so I got to pick a tight end. And I've just been kind of circling around tight ends. I think are going to get a touchdown every game. I'm saying Jordan Atkins finds the end zone for the Texans. Uh, going against the hapless Minnesota defense, who lost all their starters to opt-outs of COVID or injury and just don't really have much of a team to field on defense. Uh, so, Jordan, uh, yeah, Atkins, um, you know, two for 40 in a touchdown his first game, seven for 55 against the Ravens, and then he had to go against that tough, tough Steelers defense, two for 28. So, 
I'm not going to hold that one against him. I like him uh, three for three for 49 in the touchdown here. 49. Not bad. Yeah, look, I, I, I honest, absolutely can see him find the end zone this week. Um, to much of the chagrin of players, people, uh, people who own Will Fuller and seeing Atkins score a touchdown instead of him. Um, my last boy is a guy who has been pretty consistent so far for the first three games. Hasn't gotten crazy uh, numbers, but he is tied for the team lead in targets with 20 through three games. And that guy is Adam Humphreys on the Tennessee Titans. Um, the matchup isn't the greatest this week, right? They're going against, um, what do we have? The Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers. who we just said, not not that best uh, you know matchups you can get. But look, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb just had 95 yards, right? Versus uh, versus the Steelers this past week. I could I could absolutely see Humphreys getting about five or six balls for about 55, 60 yards, and maybe even find the end zone because Tannehill seems to have a, a decent amount of trust in him. So uh, you know, if they could just keep that rapport going, I I, I like Adam Humphreys to uh, you know low flex player this week. Okay. Uh-huh. And redemption my, man boy redemption man boy you gotta keep it up man my final redemption boy to man of the week will be maybe not as big as the other names but i'm going to emmanuel sanders at detroit uh, going here at we go. 4800 um even i don't know even with michael thomas there or not drew Brees has seen seemed to found a rapport with him over trey Quan smith because, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders doesn't run deep routes. He, he keeps it 10 yards and in nowadays. Uh, so he's going to get a bunch of targets. Matt Patricia is an awful coach, coaching for his job. And uh, I just respect, I expect, yeah, I'm going to go six catches for like 89 yards. Nothing crazy, maybe a touchdown. Just a good, solid game for him. I mean, and the difference is I think Emmanuel Sanders is, you know, a more polished route runner over his career than what Traquan Smith is. So I think he, you know, I think that's what people would use to describe him. He's like, oh, you know, he's a very professional route runner. Very very precise. Better than Traquan Smith is. So I think that kind of, uh, that's the kind of thing that Drew Brees is all about is being where you're supposed to be when that ball's supposed to be there. Oh, especially nowadays. So for 10 yards, of course. Oh, they're showing a, a highlight of all of the passes just out of Mark Andrews' reach. This <laughs> is great. It took three minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what were we just talking about? Sorry, I was entranced by that package. Um, oh, Emmanuel Sanders. I like Emmanuel Sanders as a lingering fantasy player all year. I think he's just going to get a little better and a little better. And he's going to be very matchup-based. I think there's going to be times to throw him out there. He's a good tool in the fantasy tool belt, in my opinion. I, I just feel comfortable with him on my bench. And I can throw him in bye weeks or flex situations. It just sucks that, like, you know, he was brought in to be the number two behind Michael Thomas to sort of take some of that, like, pressure away and maybe, like, be another target that's not Ted Ginn Jr. Um and of course, Michael Thomas is hurt the first game, uh, and you know they haven't had an opportunity to really, you know, utilize what they wanted to yet. Um, although he did have a very nice touchdown catch this past week, so I can definitely see as the weeks go on, the rapport getting better with Breeze, and uh, you know, should be good. Yeah. Should be good. And as and as you were saying with 
how I disagreed with uh, Kamara's ceiling getting higher with Thomas back. I would agree that Sanders' ceiling would get higher with Thomas back. Because, um, I mean, you have Thomas and Kamara. I just think there's going to be a lot of open looks for Sanders once Thomas gets back. Well, yeah. I, I really he only got really He only got one full game with to get integrated into the whole offense before Thomas got hurt. So he didn't get a, a big shot at it. Yeah, absolutely. So it should be good. It should be good going forward. And hopefully the uh, the Saints can bounce back versus the uh, the not-so-good Detroit Lions. If they don't, it's really packed time, I'd say, for them. Uh, especially if the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Chargers, which they probably will, and then they, yeah, it it could be it could be it could be rough going if the Saints can't beat the friggin' Lions. Um, anyway, um, I think that is it for us uh, this week. Um, you could always tweet us at fantasy underscore lens where we answer all your questions. Although we'll we had to ignore someone uh posting stuff uh as the was, really was, was like, blowing he, he up. Trade away, like, Someone else for like a good quarterback. But, so, but we'll respond back to you as we respond back to everybody who uh, who tweets at us. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Google Amazon Play. Music, and apparently, I also noticed we are also on iHeartRadio. Um, yeah, so we are anywhere you can find podcasts. So there is no reason not to be listening to us. Subscribing, downloading, rating. Um, Tell your friends. And yeah, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, And we are Fantasy Lens, and we'll see you next week. Peace.